0: First time to listen I'm so glad you're checking us out and welcome to the altered podcast This is a place for people like you who are being radically altered by God to the suffering that has drastically altered your life This episode is called Jesus was handicapped Originally the title was Jesus was a handicap, but as I thought about it Jesus was not a handicap He was not defined by his limitations Then I titled this Jesus had a handicap but that sounded like Jesus was a golfer. And if Jesus were a golfer, he'd be a scratch golfer. So I settled with Jesus was handicapped. And I hope no one is offended that I use the word handicap. From birth, I've been limited by a rare bone disease. Some consider me a handicap. I have a handicapped car tag and everything. And when it's time to go Christmas shopping, I am everybody's best friend. So I don't use this word without some level of understanding. The truth is, we all have handicaps in some way. A handicap is a limitation. If you are limited in any way, you have a handicap. I cannot run or bend my leg. I am limited in these ways. Also, I cannot play the piano. So I, like all of us, have handicaps. They just may be different than yours. When we think about it, being limited or having limitations can be a form of suffering more so for some than others, definitely. Having limited opportunities while others seem to get countless opportunities is a real struggle. Being limited physically, having to sit out and watch others have fun, playing sports and dance and gymnastics, that hurts. The flip side to this is being a mom or a dad to a physically limited child and being completely limited or handicapped in your own power, your own ability to help them not hurt to give them a, quote, normal life, whatever normal is. As parents, many of you face the daily struggle of your handicap to relieve the hurt and constraints of your physically challenged child. When we think of suffering which Jesus endured, we tend to automatically think of the cross. The cross, no doubt, was the epicenter for shame and physical pain, and if that weren't enough, It is where he, Jesus, took on the full weight of God the Father's wrath for our sins. Another way, however, Jesus suffered, that we tend not to think about, isn't his death, but his birth, the incarnation. When the Word became flesh that Christmas, the Word handicapped himself. He handicapped himself by becoming flesh, by becoming human. To be God with all its privileges... Then to not seize those very perks and not hold on to them, but rather lay them aside, taking on the form of not just a man, but a slave, was to handicap or limit himself in a major way. Even if he had become an earthly king, he still would have been limited in a major way. The rights and privileges of earthly kings pale in comparison with all the rights and privileges of being God in heaven. The glory revealed of an earthly king is nothing in comparison to God's glory, which he limited by becoming human. But to become as lowly as a slave was to limit himself, not just in glory revealed, but economically and socially, among many other ways. I believe there are a number of ways Jesus suffered by stepping out of heaven and handicapping himself by becoming human. For the sake of time, I'll discuss three, and then... I'll tell us what it means for us. Jesus was limited first, and this is obvious, in glory. He was limited in his glory revealed. Most describe this as his glory was being veiled or hidden. Regardless of how you talk about it, his glory was not fully revealed to man when he became human. John 17:5 Jesus in a prayer says, "Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself." with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have no idea how to think or even talk completely about what it means that his glory was limited from us. I have a hard time picturing God's glory to begin with. I read passages like Isaiah 6, where the glory of God filled the temple in heaven, and likewise at the temple dedication in Jerusalem, when the glory was so heavy it pushed the priest out of the temple. I can talk about his glory theologically, but I don't fully comprehend it. I can't picture it fully. I do know, however, glory is something we all seek to some degree and feel in a real way our limitation of it. There are no jerseys with your name on the back, most likely. No stadium of people chanting your name. You work extra hours for that promotion, but no one sees and appreciates you. You do the endless job of laundry clean the house, fix dinner, and you get no thank you or I love you. You pick that degree and work hard for that career. Just for a little praise from mom and dad and all you get is criticism. You are always doing the right thing and finishing last. Being limited in glory hurts and no one understands this more than Jesus. No one understands more than Jesus what it feels like not to get the attention, the respect, and the recognition. You deserve. So when you feel unappreciated or invisible, maybe even irrelevant or obscure, Jesus knows exactly how you feel. Second is economically. Not that Jesus ever wanted to be rich, but he did feel the limitations of not having money. Sure, Jesus could have had Peter fish up some coins out of a fish's mouth, but as far as we know, he only did that once and it wasn't for himself. But Jesus did say this of himself. The foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Matthew 8.20 The Son of Man title was Jesus' favorite for himself. Not only does this title emphasize his mission as in Luke 19.10 and look forward to his future as a reigning king on earth in Matthew 24.27, but here, in this context, it emphasized his lowliness and his humanity. We all know what it feels like to be handicapped in the wallet. We've all lacked money at some point. Not all of us can afford the nice trips that we hate like on Instagram. Not all of us can afford the new and latest cool thing that everyone has and is talking about. Some of you live paycheck to paycheck and worry about this month's bills. Some are desperately trying to figure out how to pay off all the medical bills or mechanical bills. Luke 8 verses 1 through 3 tells of women who followed Jesus and probably financed a lot of his ministry. So Jesus knew what it meant to be limited economically and financially dependent on others and their money, which for many is a real humiliating thing. This is a blow to one's pride. And a mark of shame, especially for men to depend on others financially who have more because it leaves us feeling not just that we don't have enough, but we ourselves are not enough. Now, I don't think Jesus was humiliated by this, but I do believe he knew what it felt like to be limited in a way we can't even imagine. Having no need or want for anything for all eternity past in heaven as God and then to have to be dependent heavily on others for the basic needs of life on earth in a real human way. Being limited economically and financially is a real human hurt, and Jesus, fully human, fully felt that hurt. So when the stress and the worries of not having enough money keeps you up at night, no, Jesus felt those same worries. Third, and this is the last constraint we'll mention, That Jesus endured by becoming human was death. There obviously is no man or woman who is not limited by death. Death handicaps us all. Death isn't just an event that is waiting around for us, but it's something we are all moving towards every moment of each day. It's like we're all in a very slow free fall with no parachute. Because Jesus handicapped himself by becoming human, not only did death await him like all of us. But he, knowing the exact hour, had to live with the dread of it. The night of Jesus' arrest and eventual execution, John 13, 1 says Jesus knowing that his hour had come. And then on in verse 21, it says that Jesus became troubled in spirit, which means he started suffering like inward chaos. He felt dread of what awaits all of us. Our ultimate handicap, death but he faced it, he endured it, and then he conquered it. After he was raised, death was released of his limiting power over him. Now, having complete authority over death, he can be trusted to give eternal life to anyone who believes in him for it. Jesus said in John 10:28, I give eternal life and they will never perish. Though we too will die, we too will be raised. Death is released of its limiting power over us. Death no longer handicaps us. Because Jesus first chose to suffer the incarnation for the purpose of facing and defeating the ultimate limitation of death, we too share in that victory. So Jesus handicapped himself to free us from the ultimate handicap of death. Jesus limited himself in becoming A man to endure the constraints of death on our behalf, but the grave could not hold him, and by his defeating of death, he freed us from the constraint of death. What does this mean for us? He doesn't only empathize with us in our emotional hurt and physical pain, he empathizes with us in our limitations. He knows what it's like to be limited, he knows what it's like not to receive the attention and recognition, respect, and glory that he deserved. Yes, Jesus had a rock star following bigger than the Beatles of his day, probably. But John tells us that they were really in it for the food. Once Jesus' teaching got too tough, they stopped following him. Jesus was limited economically. He went from needing nothing as God in heaven to being dependent on others on earth as the God who became man. Jesus also knows that dread and anxiety that comes from fearing the inescapable fate of us all, death. But because of his defeat of death, by faith in him, we too have defeated death and live. Since by defeating his handicap, we too, who have believed in Jesus, have defeated ours. And we, because we live... We should no longer live defined by our handicaps. You are not a nobody. You may feel invisible at work or unappreciated at home, but you are a son or daughter of God. You are loved. You are handpicked by God himself. You don't need the glory bosses, parents, or fans give you when you have the glory and praise that God himself gives you. And a glory that Romans 8.18 says is still to come at a later time you are not poor you may have not a whole lot of possessions you may be drowning in debt due to an unplanned medical bill or a busted car but you are rich with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places you are enough not because you have enough but because god has created you in his image full of significance worth and value fearfully and wonderfully made Jesus was handicapped, but he was not a handicap. He was not defined by his limitations, but he overcame them. He faced them, faithfully endured them, and ultimately defeated them. Whatever your handicap, whatever limits you, lack of significant, lack of money, physical limitations, or a parent limited in your own ability and power to help your suffering child, you are not defined by these you are defined by the one who overcame them. We have a Savior who knows exactly how we feel and what we are going through. He knows exactly what it is like to feel the real human limitations we all feel and he stepped into them willingly for you and me. So we would no longer live defined by them, but live in his victory over them. How do we live in his victory over them? our handicaps on this side of the resurrection. We live by his resurrection power to face our limitations, to faithfully endure our limitations, and by doing so, our limitations then become our greatest advantage. They will become the very platform that God uses to display his own power. In our limitations, God displays his limitless power. In our limitations, God displays his limitless power. We were meant to be set apart. Saints means set apart ones or holy ones. Saints are those set apart from the rest for God's use. God uses our limitations to set us apart in different ways from others so that through our limitations, we would be conduits of his limitless power. If you lack glory or significance, face it faithfully endure it and watch your desire to see you become significant turn into a desire to tell others and show others God's significance. Jesus will become the preeminent one in your life. If you lack money, face it, faithfully endure it and watch God richly provide for your every need. In doing so, you will become radically altered and people around you will see something supernatural in you. The things that limit us Let's trust God to show us how to use them to our advantage for his glory. Whatever our handicap, whatever our limitations, let's leverage them for God in order for him to demonstrate his power. Remember, through our limitations, God displays his limitless power.